0: welcome back to the magic of the spheres podcast this is sabrina monarch and this is a show about spiritual lifestyle and personal evolution i'm an evolutionary astrologer a clairvoyant and a thought leader, and I started this podcast to have eclectic and impactful conversations about astrology, as well as all things spiritual and personal development. Hey, this is Sabrina Monarch of Monarch Astrology and Magic of the Spheres podcast. Welcome to my channel. If you're new here, please do like this video, subscribe to my channel, and leave a comment at some point and let me know what resonates with you. So I'm going to be talking to you in this video about the full moon in Cancer that is happening on December 26th. This year, kicking off the end of the year, um, it's going to be at 4:33 p.m. that day, in um, four degrees of Cancer. And what inspires me about this current lunation, what I've been thinking about, um, is the you know the nourishment side of Cancer, right? It is this quality of taking in or giving nourishment <clears throat> that allows for development to occur, and our primal relationship with hunger and satiation and being fed. And so in Cancerian style, I'm going to walk around this point for a moment. I made a little mood board of some inspirations um, that came to mind when I was thinking and reflecting on this lunation. So um, let's just get into that. I have a little presentation to share with you. So the first was that um, I looked at Austin Coppick's book, 36 Faces, one of my favorite astrology texts, and looked at the Deccan, the first Deccan of Cancer. If you don't know what Deccans are, all of the signs are divided into three equal parts. Um, and so the early, earliest Deccan of Cancer is where the full moon is going to be in. So... Um, Austin Copic in this section explores the fertile motherly themes of this face of cancer and also its devouring hunger. And this Deccan is associated with the very sweet Two of Cups tarot card. So these are a few quotes I wanted to share with you. There is intimacy between mother and child here. It appears that the mother nurtures the child, just as the earth nurtures the seed. But there is a hidden reciprocity to this relationship. The child is an extension of the mother, her accomplishment, just as the seed is the fulfillment of the earth's desire to bloom, the mineral lust for greater animation and dynamism. That's Austin Coppock. Um, and then also from Austin Copic about the first decan of cancer. Though thoroughly romanticized, the actual dynamic entailed herein is a mixture of hunger and sweetness, love and need blend together here. Yet there is an alchemy for the energy circulates between the two participants. It is as if the two reside in each other's wombs, simultaneously devouring and being devoured, yet neither is depleted. It is this miracle of entwined vessels that many long for when they dream of the love that will save and strengthen them. The possibility in this manner of union can be seen in this Deccan, yet success in this matter requires more than longing. This face's magical virtue is to establish mutually nourishing relationships. Maybe if you're a watery person, this uh, deep merging, devouring and being devoured is appealing to you. Um, But it certainly, I think, is a psychological undercurrent of the Cancer-Capricorn axis. It's about having our needs met and feeling fed and feeling taken care of. And also our desire to take care of, to provide, to nurture. And then another uh, visit through our mood board comes from Amanda Bucci, Um, a recent Instagram post I saw of hers, um, and I know that she's a Cancer Sun. And I thought that this post had a lot of Cancer Capricorn codes inside of it. Cancer Suns, if you are one or you know them, are very nurturing people. And if we consider what that really looks like in our lives, um, if we recognize this dimension within ourselves or we know others who have it, um, these are figures, people, um, who the people around them or the people who are in their sphere of influence, are like, they grow and they're supported by this person, right? This is a person whose houseplants flourish The person whose interactions leave other people better than before it's like uh, the person themselves is life-giving and cancer is also very protective right because we make choices about who we give this fertile life-giving energy to Um, the nourishing archetype is so primal and not only does it touch our unconscious attachment material but it touches our hungers So eventually, Cancerians, or our own nourisher within, and it doesn't even have to be that you're a cancer son or that someone is a cancer son. They might have this archetype active or have other cancer placements. People with this kind of nourishment and giving or nurture archetype eventually have to learn about boundaries, Capricorn, um, as to not always be offering up the breast to be milked endlessly. Without boundaries, someone or something is always hungry. And not everyone has boundaries around receiving or taking so i thought this post um, was super of the moment so this is amanda bucci saying i'm not easy to impress and i'm not easy to access i have high standards for people in my world to have the best that i have to offer in my world i am generously loved treated like the queen that i am and met in my power i'm generous open-hearted loving soft surrendered and authentic Yet I am firmly boundaried with a strong-as-fuck backbone. My inner sanctum is not guarded with armor so you can't get in, but is heavily protected by my golden clarity and values and energetic boundaries for the kind of energy I will not tolerate. In that sense, I'm unfuckwithable. And then I'll read part of this next. Uh, The whole post is available. There's several more slides on her Instagram if you want to keep hearing what she's saying. Um, But then she also goes on to say, I learned in my early 20s that when I give someone my time, attention, and energy, their lives change exponentially for the better. See, this is the cancer energy I'm talking to you about. Like, they give nourishment, and nourishment supports and grows life. Then she says, I used to overvalue others and undervalue myself. And I spent most of my 20s operating in an energetic net negative as a result. Um, So... The rest of the post, you can see how obviously she has learned how to be a queen. Um, and then lastly, I couldn't meditate on hunger and appetite here without uh, inspiration from my friend Carla Palomino um, and her many transmissions in general, but also very much so lately um, on hunger. She leads a ceremonial embodiment container called Starved. So I'm going to read you one of her um, i think this was the introduction post of the frequency um that she's offering um that's in session um, but carla writes starved she built a fortress that saved her then became a prison a bubble of comfort and control of presentable appropriate controlled collected sophisticated presentation yet beneath lives the insatiable longing to be touched Fucked, ravished, seen, known, held. In the full naked depths, a hunger so old it's cemented into starvation that to admit it would obliterate the walls of the fortress you built. The starvation that has turned ice-cold resting bitch-face collected cool girl where the soft goo of your own desire, the hot mess of what lives inside of you, makes your eyes roll, makes you cringe, squirm, turn away, fucks up the manicured and polished the real hunger is to remove the mask it's gotten you far in life but inside is slowly killing your insides the real desire is to bring it out all the way that burning thing inside of you because to bring it out would dismantle every wall to admit you're starving would be admitting to what's vulnerable to admit it all change it all are you ready to let her out and to see the gift in your hunger carla palomino whew, do you not feel the Cancer-Capricorn axis in that? Right, and so that's what, you know, as I'm thinking about, and you can find Carla Palomino on Instagram also, I'll leave um, her handle in the notes. So I was thinking about hunger and being fed, right, and these primal Cancer, Cancerian themes And how it's being lit, it's a full moon um, lit by the illumination of a Capricorn sun, right? So we're looking at how we operate, how we standardize, how we engineer, how we structure, these kind of Capricorn words, our lives so that we um, have our needs taken care of. Cancer, right? Both Cancer and Capricorn can be um, protective and they do it in different ways. Um, but yeah, something incredibly tender about this axis um, and about the, the very human needs um, and vulnerabilities of being an organism, of being a fleshy creature, um, and how we, how we relate to that. So these are some invitations and contemplations for the full moon in Cancer. Right as it's um, as it's growing, you probably have already felt some of these themes. The full moon brings um, kind of like flashpoint, illumination, kind of things, and it can. It's when emotions are heightened, so emotions around feeling undernourished or deprived might be especially intense feeling as well as the feeling of being met, of being fed, of being held, of being taken care of, or of providing or taking care of, right? And remember how deeply primal these things are, how far back they go into um, our kind of genetic makeup as creatures, as mammals, um, and just this billion year kind of history behind us of being organisms that take care of each other. It's extremely, extremely deep so in evolutionary astrology which is the form of astrology that i am very close with that i teach um, desire is the engine of a soul's evolution desire which is a form of hunger literally drives us to have experiences which help us to learn right it's said in evolutionary astrology that the soul evolves through the emotional body So it's through having like actual experiences that we grow and learn. Achieved or released desires will then yield new desires. So when we've gotten what we wanted, then we start to soon enough want something new. And desire has been critiqued, you could say, um, for its voraciousness, that it never is enough and it always wants more. But what if that was the point? Right, that as long as we are all alive, fleshy, incarnate organisms coming here also multiple times to keep uh, developing these projects that we're doing here on Earth. We desire things. We might think of the archetypal great mother who helps nurture a child and the development of that child. How often do we approach our own desire, our own desire nature, and hunger is as tenderly. Many of us have not been taught that these appetites and hungers are actually how our very soul is growing and developing. And therefore, it's spiritual, right? It's the spiritual embodied path. Another thing I want to mention is that it's less important to secure satiation, right, to have, than to know how to get fed, right then it's then it's renewable when we don't know how to be in mutual relationship around our needs we may resort to manipulative indirect taking methods right we get grabby and we really treat the resources related to our needs as incredibly scarce at a primal level need can be really terrifying right it can be threatening it it brings up a lot and if you have um, had experiences you know in the Capricorn archetype which is where the sun is Capricorn is able to go without for long periods of time right it's the part of us that like can kind of shut down our desire for connection and intimacy and be like I'm just gonna work you know I'm gonna put my head down and work um, it's the part of us that instead of giving into like cravings we'll be more disciplined and whatnot And some of us do that kind of Capricorn activity on purpose. Like we just have that kind of nature. We have a a reason behind it. Um, Sometimes deprivation is something that has been like a um, developmental trauma, right? Having a need and it not being addressed and then it feeling scary to even touch that spot because you're also going to feel um, the grief around that deficit that has built up for a while. Um, you know, or people have any number of intellectual mental judgments about their needs, you know, that they're too needy or that it's wrong for them to want whatever they want. So there's also a process of really opening to uh, the tenderness of our own desire. So it is possible to feel closed, shut down, ashamed of needs. And part of the maturation process of the Cancer-Capricorn axis is learning how to identify what we need Um, and then asking for it, right? Or creating the circumstance by which we can receive it. In many cases, there will be satiation, help, support, mutual relationship available. Um, But it's an art. It is an art of relationship. Grabby, entitled, demanding energy is is repelling, right? And it's less enjoyable to the person and the role of provider to give to. Um, open, inviting, receptive energy is a lot more seductive and enjoyable for a provider to provide to. Um, and this isn't just relational, it's also energetic. Right, so um, this is something that the Cancer Capricorn Axis I think is really working through. Um, and this is also something Right. Like we have kind of an extended spiritual or kind of personal development as adults. But this is also something that um, parents often teach their kids. Right. Where it's like um, having a tantrum because you want to eat this cookie is not what's you know, I'm going to be restrictive now. You're not getting the cookie just because you're having a tantrum and making a scene doesn't mean you get it. Right. And so if you think about that metaphorically of what cookie in your life you're always throwing a tantrum for or have like repressed that tantrum so deep the pathways to receiving the cookie have not they're not that developed in a way that's going to really like flood and just like rush that energy into your life so i've been thinking a lot actually about um saturn's relationship with like irrigation channels and pathways and how um one of the ways that I understood my natal chart, um, okay, I'm going to go into a little share for a moment, I guess. But in my early 20s, um, I had an understanding of my natal chart that, you know, I was working out some, like, you know, Venus is square in my nodes, it resolves through my north node um, in Capricorn, which is ruled by Saturn. And the oracle of this to me was that I had some like love life things that I was going to solve through Saturn. And so my younger self was like, Well, I'll just have like an internet business. I'll just be a person on the internet. And it, by result of that, I will meet really interesting, like minded people all over the world. And then everything will work out. And Uh, really great things have come of that particular vision that my younger self had and I love being on the internet in the way that I am but I've realized really recently conceptually coming back to that early oracle that I had that the very things that my like Venus was actually needing from Saturn wasn't like having a business or whatever. Like that's fine. That's great. But actually the energetic pathways, energetic mastery, understanding energetics was actually um actually more of like a subtle energy thing for my Venus and Pisces. It's an out of sign square to the nodes um, to figure out. So this has been something that I've been meditating on. Um, and perhaps I'm still really finding the language for it. But essentially it's thinking about What are the channels that are running through me energetically by which I am receiving my desires? Are those channels open? Are those channels receptive? Are those channels um, going to some weird wounded place and like creating like a little offshoot that I don't want to be in? Um, Am I aware of what those channels are? Um, When I have a desire, is there a channel that is actually open to meet that desire? Right? So I've been thinking about it in a much more subtle energetic way and i think that that process for me of even becoming aware of those channels what's going on there cleaning them out um rerouting some of the wonky ones like all of that has taken time capricorn it's taken study it's taken mentors it's taken like um a lot to actually become aware of those things so again kid throwing a tantrum that they want a cookie (laughs) that's not exactly like you actually can like let me correct that if you're so um making such a scene and making things difficult for people sometimes people will cave into that like you can definitely make your way through the world and get what you want but are you going to be creating um mutually like enhancing relationships are you going to create create relationships with people, with groups that want to keep blessing and like giving you things or do people want to get away from you? Are you repelling what you desire by the way that you're like trying to get it? So I think that these lessons in energetic mastery and maturity are very relevant for the Cancer Capricorn axis. And one way to start with it is actually just being very honest about what you want and compassionate about it. And I think for a lot of people, being honest about what we want is a highly emotional process. um, And there's a lot of vulnerability with ourselves to admit to those things. So to bring in the Capricorn polarity where the sun is, as I've just been talking about, we learn how to hold our hunger, how to be responsible with it, which does not mean repressing it, Right? Let's remember that the Libra square to both of these signs, Cancer and Capricorn, and the concept of relationship, which is the big Libra theme, relationship with our hungers, relationship in loving and honoring ourselves, and our profound humanness, and also relationship with how we engage the world erotically, um, whether sexually you know, or not, erotically, um, that is like the intimacy, the tantra with life, with energies. Austin Coppick points out this connection between hunger and mutual relationship in this decan of Cancer. Right? So if we feel undernourished somewhere and we don't know how to solve it quickly, like you know, if you're thirsty and you can just grab a glass of water and it's it's done, right? I mean deeper hungers that are actually more mysterious for you to attend to chances are there are relationships with the energetics to be discovered and healed more than just coveted resources to be attained. And then I want to speak to uh, providers, right? I've been speaking a lot to like uh, the the hungry one or the one who is taking in nourishment um, a lot here. But what about those of you that are amply resourced and are kind of giving or providing in some way, right? Those who provide emotional support, resources, services. um, One, you have your appetites and needs too, for which we're talking about that throughout. But I'd also offer here that to be in a state where you have created something that others hunger for or that attends to the hungers of the world that you are in a state of abundance. You're also harmonizing with nature in that way because nature is constantly resourcing. Um, being part of the ecosystem is having something to offer. There's a lot of providing that happens in nature. But I'd also you know, mention that you are an adult in the situation, right? If you have, and if you're in this kind of state of providing, Um, Often, then you're generally responsible for setting the tone and setting boundaries. So, if you're feeling siphoned from, taken advantage of, etc., consider what your actual authority is in the situation to instate relevant boundaries. Right? We often feel the kind of emotional violation of, like, this person's taking from me or this person's disrespecting my time. And then that also reveals where. our boundaries are not as strong as they could be. So my advice is not to blame it on other people. Um, This world is hungry. Not everyone or everything eats like responsibly or with boundaries. And so it's your job to have boundaries. It's a treat when other people do preemptively. um, But know how to rule your realm, basically. I think there can be a little... Mm -hmm important with the cancer capricorn axis like we're either developing the skill set to be a spiritual adult or we are a spiritual adult and we have the responsibilities of setting boundaries um, inside of that and then lastly um, the moon's full light is a reflection of the sun currently in capricorn perhaps there is some realization or illumination of what hungers are relevant to this very time period or we are experiencing a ripening in an area of our lives that took a long time to to understand right like there's a a big kind of emotional like celebration that happens at the end of a long and arduous journey where we are successful which is kind of the Capricorn thing of like really climbing that mountain and getting to a peak and how amazing that feels and also all the complex emotions because then maybe sometimes there's like this phase of not knowing or of kind of going through some kind of ego dissolution um so there's a lot of mixed emotions you could say at the end of a difficult journey um one thing i'll say is uh the cancer capricorn axis i mean these are my nodes like my lunar nodes i feel very connected to this axis and um i'm very fascinated honestly like by my own development (laughs) like i'm always like learning things i have like different you know problems or deep riddles or questions in my life that take me years to figure out and then i like figure it out and it feels so good and i see the error of my ways where it's like wow for 10 years i was operating in this kind of paradigm and what i've learned inside of that is not to shame myself um, for the errors of like my past because the time of like learning from those mistakes seeking answers figuring it out it's like that victory is borrowed from the the ancestors of my past you know my my past ancestors as in my myself from the past if that makes sense and what I'll also say about that I think because of my own fascination with that process um that i recognize that um that needs are important right so like when i need to be well nourished and like eat healthy like like food that really fuels me or to have um like deep you know connections in my friendships and romantic life or to um, you know, if I'm feeling like a hunger for making my space more beautiful, obviously I haven't cared too much about decorating behind me where you see this like all white, whatever. Um, I, I haven't hungered for it enough, but other parts of my apartment, you know, I have had that desire to uh, make it beautiful or make it cozy. And it's recognizing that these places where we want knowledge or we want to be, um, like we just have this hunger for something to grow or develop in our lives that that is the storyline and there's a gardening and there's a tending and there's a cultivation to it so when you do get to you know back to my other point is that when you get to a place of arrival where you get to a place of success be thankful for everything that brought you there even if you have judgments and critiques about how long it took or about all the collateral damage or mistakes or whatever that you made on the way like if you can garden with that material too if you can have compassion for your past um, it's going to feel more uh, integratable when you get to those peaks and those discoveries um, sometimes in moments of fulfillment we realize the wisdom and timing of the arc right sometimes i receive something that i've wanted for so long And I can look back and be like, honestly, my past self that thought she wanted it back then, I don't know if she could have handled it. I don't know if she could have contained or held this. I get how I had to be made ready. So often there can be this like feeling of of awe, of like, this is why, you know, like recognizing the arc, right? Having appreciation for that. It's one thing to want something now. It's another thing to understand why something has taken its time to arrive to us and again that's why i don't think we should be obsessed about getting the thing that you feel like you're moving toward as much as are you skilled in the art of receiving are you skilled in the art of creating those channels to be nourished um do you know how to be nourished and if you can figure out the verb side of it the what becomes Uh, less of something we have to like grab and covet and more of something that we can enjoy the arrival and the process too. So do like this video if you haven't already. Thank you for watching all the way through. Um, Leave a comment. If you're listening to this on the podcast, it's been a while since I've gotten some podcast reviews on Apple Podcasts and I would really love that. I do have a reviewer gift. If you send me a screenshot of your review before you click submit on Apple Podcast to Sabrina at monarchastrology.com, I'll send you that gift. Um, join my mailing list. The link is in the notes. I'm gonna be announcing um, when applications open for my evolutionary astrology intensive and diviner program. And my books open periodically also, and I feel that's on the horizon. So I would love to stay in touch with you that way. Thanks for being here. Thanks for musing on this full moon and cancer with me. Um, I hope that I hope that it's a nourishing one. And again, let me know what resonated with you in the comments, or just say something in the comments. Say hi because it supports this channel, um, and we can be in mutually nourishing relationship that way. Thank you so much for watching.